Hello, beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the Daily Smith Speaker's Squad Devotional Podcast. My name is Victoria Eyog. I'm a Christian blogger and I'm blessed to be your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And without further delay, let us start with prayer. Father, Lord God, am I taking of things and other blood? We thank you for your word that we are about to study right now. We surrender entirely to your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach us, instruct us in your word so that our lives will glorify your name in Jesus Christ's name we pray amen so the title of today's teaching is yielding to God's plan yielding to God's plan we will read 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 5 and 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 12 to verse 27 we're reading from the New King James Version, and our key verse for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5. So here we go. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 12 to verse 27. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that part, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker and indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal consent for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the title of this teaching is Yielding to God's Plan. Yielding to God's Plan. Today we talk about the sufferings of Christ, and I will always contextualize every time we talk about suffering. We're not talking about sickness and disease, because Jesus didn't suffer sickness and disease. He walked in divine health all the time, and as believers, this is what God wants for us and expects for us. So if you are attacked with sickness and disease, this is not coming from God, or if you are attacked with a temptation so to say and that you quote-unquote fell in sin it is not god who is making you go through mud to teach you something please this is not of god this is the devil who wants you to walk in sin and to walk in sickness and disease so let's all contextualize when we talk about the sufferings of christ it is generally about persecution the fact that you serve jesus and that some people persecute you because you serve jesus or the enemy tries to attack you because you serve jesus but you decide to fight back because you are a believer and because you know that the word of god has made everything possible for you it has already made it possible for you to walk in divine health to walk in prosperity to walk in faith to walk 
to have life and life in abundance. So please do not take my words to mean that I am encouraging people to walk under oppression of the devil. No. So for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, put it in the context of persecution, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. So, Smith regards our charity and the devotion, all that it is in the hard places where we see no help that we cry out to God. And I, I understand like what kind of what he means, because at times as Christians, as believers, we feel like I can handle this, I can handle this, I can handle this. But there are times, situations where it is so hard, you know, that you, that you, though you like, if for all the things you just prayed a small prayer and you said, okay, God, please help me with this. And then you just went for it and tried to handle it. There are some cases, I've already been in situations where I felt it so hard on me that I really went to cry out to God like a baby and I was like, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me. This is, this is hard. So there are times really where like some battles, you feel them like easy, but there are other times where you feel like this is huge, this is too much. And you like, you cry out to God, you fast and pray and do everything because you're like, God, God, take me out of this, take me out of this. And at times, these sufferings are because of persecution. But at the same time, you know, persecution, we know that you have your reward with persecution. So in some cases, you're just like, a matter, you're just like, okay, kill me. But I'm dying for the glory of the kingdom in some cases, you know. But I'll take another context here. I'll, I'm going to talk about sin. And I'll take an example on myself. If I, for example, I got into sin because of my own mistake, let's say I knew the commandments of God and I tried, for example, to cut corners or I was like, okay, I can do this, I can do that. There's a risk that it leads me to sin, but I'm still going to do it. You see, if I do something like that and then because of my own mistake, I get in, into sin or even because of someone else's influence, like let's say I was like like really righteous, really like, but the scriptures say that bad company corrupts good morals, but in my mind I was still like, no, they're not going to corrupt me, I'm going to change them, I'm going to, you know, and I, I went further, but in the in the course of that, their influence, like, was so high on me that I, 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 I did something wrong, I sinned against God. God in his goodness will still deliver me, because he's good. If I cry out to him, he will still deliver me. I'm not saying that you should go intentionally and jump into sin because you know that God will deliver you, but I'm trying to encourage instead someone who you know that you've sinned against God, you know that it was your fault, and you're in a situation where you feel lost and hopeless, and you wonder if God would ever forgive you, and even more, you wonder if God would set you free, because some of these things become patterns, and before you realize it, you're addicted to something we're not supposed to be addicted to. And then you wonder, is God going to set me free? Is God going to help me through? I am here for this person today. Yes, if you still want to serve God, if you've decided that despite this, you still want to serve God, still want to live for his kingdom, and you call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He shall still deliver you. He will deliver you. He will cleanse you. He will wash away those sins. He will set you free from that thing. And even from those people, those bad company around you. I know all that because I've experienced it, so I can say it. So he will set you free and he will deliver you. And also keep in mind that when he delivers you, it is also so that you can help other people who are tempted in the same thing. Let's say if it's me that I I had, let's say me that I had bad company, and this is true, I had like bad company, okay? And because of that bad company, I, I ended up doing something wrong, sinning against God, Though I would never have planned to do something like that. And from the beginning, even with that person, 
it was clear that um, we this is not something that we're doing, but believe us, we wouldn't do it. But I had bad company, so because I had bad company, I did something wrong. And I, I didn't stand up for the gospel, I was wrong. But when I cried out to God and I said, I admitted my fault, this is a very important part. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and... If my people, this is Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This is Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. So I, in that position, I confess it to God, I turn to Him, I repent to Him. If you, if this is your case, like you identify with the story that I just shared, you confess your sin to God, you repent, you humble yourself, and you admit it's my fault. I admit my fault. I ask for your forgiveness, Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, set me free, and everything. You know, God will deliver you, and when He delivers you, He also, like, because of what you went through, you know, you can also teach others and say, you know, I had bad company and this caused me to sin against God. So I can tell you, do not think, you know the verse which says that like, if you see someone in sin, try to like, um, these are not exact terms, but basically this is it. This is what it says. If you see someone in sin, try to help them out of it, but take care for yourself, lest you yourself fall in that same sin. You see, so there are cases where you're going to pray for someone and help them from a distance. There are other cases where you know clearly that if you hang out with this type of people, you are going to be influenced negatively. But whatever the case, if it happened, you confess it to God, you repent, and you trust in Him to set you free. And when He sets you free, when He delivers you, whatever you learned from this circumstance, teach it to others. We're not saying you should give all the crispy details of all every wrong thing you ever did in your life, but at least the lesson that you got from it, you can share it with people. So even when I suffer persecution for Christ, God himself comforts me. So the first example we took was the example of like someone who, because of sin, um, because of sin, they had to cry out to God for help. And God still helped them and delivered them. And now that they've been delivered, they have to help others, you know. Now, this is another thing. Even when I suffer persecution for Christ, God himself comforts me. And because he comforted me, I can also comfort others from what he told me and uh, from what he told me when he comforted me. For example, I'll take another example of myself. There have been times where I was in uh, a family WhatsApp group, extended family, not nuclear family, extended family WhatsApp group. And because I was sharing the world, sharing the world, sharing the world, I got persecuted. I got insulted. So many things. I was even taken out of the group. And yeah, Finally, they put me back in the group, but really it got so annoying, you know, that I was really annoyed. I was really pissed and I was really angry. And at that point in time, like I said in a few episodes previously, in my, in my heart, I was at, at a certain moment, it'd be like, okay, if they want to go to hell, let them go to hell, okay? Which is not a thought from God. This is not, this is not how it should be. But God, through that, through that, though I felt pain and bitterness and anger, God comforted me. The Holy Spirit comforted me and he brought me to a place of repentance, a place and also a place of love for these people, to desire for them to be saved, for desire, to desire mercy for them, to even pray for these people, to come to the knowledge of Christ, you see. So because because I went through that, you know, I'm not saying what's God's fault. It's not God who made me bitter or angry or all the things. I was the one who reacted to the offense. But I can say that if someone comes to me today with the same situation, I know kind of what I'm going to tell them. I would advise them. I would encourage them in the Lord not to like reach for those people for hellfire to burn up those people, but instead be praying for them. Because I, as God has comforted me, I can I can tell you, you know, that, you know, I will tell you whatever God told me and whatever he puts on my mind to tell you at that moment. 
I went through it, so I'm helping you out. As a community of believers, we can comfort one another through our testimonies. You're not going to say that God is the one who puts you into that situation to teach you something. But you, because in some cases, like many of the situations, it's just attacks from the devil. But you would say that even despite despite the attacks of the enemy, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it for good. He made things work together for your good in such a way that not only did he set you free and take you out of the situation, but in his goodness, he still comforted you and taught you. So the, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the, to the death. They did not love their lives to the death. So... From this scripture, you know, I would I would know, you know, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by by the word of a testimony, which means that whatever I went through, you know, when I'm sharing my testimony of how even testimonies of healing, if the enemy attacked someone with sickness and disease, like and this person fought the battle and commanded the demon to get out, get out, get out, and fought and fought and fought, and then got healed. When I listen to their testimony, even no matter what thing that I'm suffering from, when I would listen to it, I'd be like, okay, if this person could fight this battle this way, I'm going to fight it the same way and I'm going to overcome. So you see, your testimonies encourage people. And I know that some people are like, they love the testimonies that have crispy details on people's scenes and people's feels. And some people do not feel like sharing those things because they're like, I don't, I don't want people to get in like that far in my life i'm not saying that you should come and give every detail about everything that you committed in your life but i think that when we bring out the lesson what we learned from the from the from from the from the whole issue you can help someone do not elevate because in some testimonies people elevate more the bad thing that happened instead of elevating the power of god that set them free so i for my for myself when i share for example about and i've already shared it in the podcast about a scene that i was addicted to and that i did not know how to get free from this when i share about it i don't give all the details about the scene because i know that it doesn't really matter no matter which scene you are addicted to you use that method the same method that god gave me that i used that god gave me to apostle garbeck that i used you're going to be set free it's this is no, no matter the sin is the same way that they can be set free and this i usually say and i keep saying it romans chapter 6 romans chapter 9 you have to Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 8. So we have to renew your mind to the word of God. Know your identity in Christ. Know that you've been set free from sin and you have become a slave to righteousness. You have to recite those verses over yourself. Put your name in there. Meditate on them day and night. It has to be the default CD playing in your mind all the time. And every time those demons will try back to get into your life, you cast them out. You command them to get out in the name of Jesus. You have authority in the name of Jesus. No matter how long the battle takes, whether it's six months, whether it's a year, you command them to get out in the name of Jesus. And I also know from experience that you can be free even for five, six months, and then they try to come back when you have really let your guard down. But I want to tell you that even if they get back into your life, because the, the Bible says that when you cast out an evil spirit he will go and find more and try to come back so if you're not swept the, the house if you really like you let your guard down and you got back to doing the things which made you susceptible to get back under the bondage of those evil spirits even if they get back into your life don't say it's over decide that the same way you overcame last time you're gonna overcome this time and get even more aggressive than you were the previous time so i can share this with you because i have experienced it and others will also share with you without having experienced it because they weren't addicted to something or anything else, you know. But all I want to say here is that 
whatever you went through, I know that some stories are more painful than others, and I know it probably better than some other people. Some stories are more painful than others. You don't need to give all the crispy details. We are not here to make a magazine about people's sins, but you can just bring out the lesson, like I've just brought out the lesson that I got from, bring out the lesson that's going to help someone in that situation, okay, be overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we are members of one another. When God's breath is upon us and we are quickened by the Holy Spirit, we can pour into each other wonderful ministries of grace and of hope and of helpfulness. So really, what God taught you in those times is not God's fault, whether it was by your sin, by your own mistake, by someone else's mistake, or whether it was persecution or whatever, it is not God's fault. But whatever God in his goodness taught you in that situation, you can still use it to help other people because think about it, the devil is trying to bring so many different people in bondage with the same methods, but just different people. But perhaps through what you learned, you can help somebody to overcome that situation. So, um, let us go to the quote for today. We need a strong ministry of consolation, not deterioration or living below our privileges. We need a strong ministry of consolation, not deterioration or living below our privileges. So let us pray. Father, Lord God, Almighty, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we thank you for your world. We thank you for teaching us and instructing us right now. We thank you because you are good and because you do not let us in mud. You really want to set us free. So we thank you for all the times that though we rebelled against you, you were still good enough, faithful enough and merciful enough to set us free. So Lord, the things that we've learned, help us to share them in a wise way, not to elevate the devil or not to elevate negativity, but to elevate the power of God and to really put in people's minds that whatever they are going through, God is the solution in Christ Jesus. So we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you for listening from start to finish. I believe you've been blessed and edified by listening to this. And if this is the case, please, you can share with others to bless them and edify them. If you have any questions or prayer requests or comments to me, you can contact me on social media. We can discuss about it. Uh, I can pray for you. And also, like, please make yourself available tomorrow to listen to tomorrow's episode. God bless you and goodbye.